0: Raider Nation, wake up and get ready, because it's time for the Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. This is Professor Kennedy. Today's date is November 9th, 2021. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Morning Grind. Today's show, I want to focus on receivers. And I know that a lot of you are excited. The recent acquisition of Deshaun Jackson. Some of you probably have asked at age 34, what could he really bring to the table? We'll discuss that in a moment. But I really want to answer the inquiries that I've heard from the Raider Nation of how come they didn't make a play for Odell Beckham Jr. Well, there's two reasons behind that. And I'm sure that Mayock and they probably did inquire to see what it was cost, uh, especially with him being on a free agent. But I'm here to tell you, with everything that's going on with this team, from Gruden to Rugs to now Damon Arnett I don't think you need another outspoken diva whose father has participated in getting him released from the Cleveland Browns. I say that to say this. There might be some uh there might be some truth to the fact that maybe, you know, maybe that he was avoided while he was in a Cleveland Browns uniform, maybe he didn't get the ball as much as you should, you know, whatever. It's not one of those things where where it's like you, you, you know your quarterback is definitely going out there and avoiding him. I think in a lot of times he's trying to find the best way to win. But with that being said, let me just say this: all receivers are divas. Okay, I've I, I played a long time with a lot of notable receivers, and I've came off the field many times with a lot of them saying that they were they were wide open even when they were double to triple covered. So all 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 uh, all receivers are divas. With that being said, I don't think the departure of Odell Beckham Jr. had anything to do with other than the fact that he wanted to be more of a focus in the offense and really to be honest with you that's truly not the Browns offense I know they have the ability to throw the ball but that's really not their offense they are a run first team and then they back it up with the pass so somebody from that you know sort of clout really doesn't fix their mode but there are a lot of other teams that I know made a play or still making a play for for Odell Beckham And the fact is, is that the Saints are probably one of those and you don't want to get into a bidding war with somebody who might turn out to be a little bit more of a distraction, a little bit more headache in light of what you already have and have been dealing with on this roster. So I actually like this move to Deshaun Jackson for a number of reasons. First one is that he still has speed. He's deceptively, uh, deceptively fast. I know he's had some issues with injuries in the past. I know there has been inconsistency of him being available in his past career. I understand that. But he still has a great takeoff on the football, or with the football, on the football field uh, at the receiver position. And he can get on top of guys really quick. So he's deceptively fast. Also, he has a great knack for going up and catching the ball. He's not a big guy by, by certain standards, but he does go after the ball and he's aggressive going after the ball. I think that's impressive and important to understand. In this situation, you, know, you got an incredibly co- accurate quarterback, minus last week's performance against the Giants. Um, but overall, usually an, an accurate quarterback. And the fact that you go up and you have somebody who's aggressive enough to go get the ball, much like Henry Ruggs has had to do uh, when he was playing with us, uh, and, uh, and more so as Brian Edwards has had to do at times in some of the series. I mean, you can't just lay back and think that it's always going to be easy for you to catch the ball. Sometimes you have to go up there and fight for it. And Deshaun Jackson does that. I think that at this time it does the Raiders better because one, they get a guy who can stretch the defense; two, they get an experienced veteran. Just have to bring him up to speed on the terminology and sort of get him, you know, dealing with Derek and as far as the way they timing and all that stuff works out. And three, most of the league respects him; they know him. He's been around for a while. Um, those all aid when you're out there offensively. Um, with that being said, keep in mind there are still a number of targets on this team. By signing, by signing Deshaun Jackson doesn't make all of your woes go away. It's not going to make everything hunky-dory. It's going to give you the ability to have another weapon and have another weapon that can aid and contribute right now. I don't know the details when it comes to other receivers and looking at other receivers and what they might have been asking or what they might have wanted, but I do know that the Raiders are in position to win and win right now. They're a good football team. They're a football team that, can, that should go to the playoffs. In spite of all the distractions and all the things that have happened and all the changes they've had to make, they are still capable at 5-3 and three of doing some big things in this division as well as in the AFC. So it's important to have another weapon for Derek. Um, and I also have to tip my hat to Mike Mayock and his staff for doing an incredible job at signing veterans for as little or no money to hit the cap. And what I mean by that, if you look at guys like Casey Hayward, Denzel Perryman, who have contributed on the defensive side, um, you look at what they were able to do with a lot of the other notable guys, Solomon Thomas. They sold him to relatively small deals, which is not necessarily something that's heard of. When It comes to veterans, especially the magnitude. I mean, Solomon Thomas was a first round draft choice, for goodness sake. But with that being said, it, it, it's signing these guys for little, as little or as at least amount of money to have them make an Im- immediate impact and earn their contract or the possibility of a future contract. So that's also why I like Deshaun Jackson. I really don't think, even though the Browns restructured OBJ's uh, contract. I really don't think that he was going to come in and probably at the same price that Deshaun Jackson was willing to deal with or amount the same amount of years. Keep in mind that after the season is over, the Raiders still have a number of decisions to make uh, along with guys like Casey Hayward, Denzel Perriman, and the quarterback, Derek Carr. So with that being said, let's look forward to what, we're, what what's going to happen now. Bring the receiver in, get him acclimated to the terminology, the way you do things, really as an ex-receiver um it's it, it really is one that's supposed to stretch the defense. Uh Deshaun Jackson is capable of doing crossing routes, deep angle routes, and he has that speed that can uh that can also take off the top of the defense. And more importantly, let's look back, if we will, against the Giants. It was a poor performance, and it was a poor performance by number four, Derek Carr. Um and I'm just gonna say this the week before the bye, when he played the Philadelphia Eagles, he was his accuracy was spot on. I mean, he could hit a foot, he could hit a dime out of the air with the football, the way he was throwing that thing. Was not the same thing against the Giants. Did not have the same accuracy. And I don't know what to blame it on. Maybe it's the early trip. Maybe it's after the bye. But let's speak off of history. You guys know that after the bye, traditionally Raiders are slow start. Well, they've been slow starting all this year. It was a good sign for them to go down after the Giants scored that first touchdown to march down the field and get another touchdown. They showed signs and they had big plays at the time. This was not the fact that Ruggs was not a part of the offense. This is the fact that they were just doing what they typically do and find a way to do. They had big plays of Darren Waller. They had plays of Hunter Renfro. The thing about this, the thing about most people want to realize is they think that because Ruggs was gone, that they weren't able to take the top off of defense. Well, they tried. With Zay, they had a couple of times where they went long. They were just inaccurate and just couldn't complete it. Matter of fact, the last interception for, uh, for Derek, he shouldn't have thrown the ball because it was a safety high. The Giants did not want to allow... The Raiders that go deep. If you watch the Monday night game they played against the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs the week before, you saw that Tyreek Hill, their speedy and go-to receiver who was on the field, didn't have much impact down the field. The Giants were not going to give up that big play. They were going to make you earn it. You could take big chunks between the 20, but when you get into the red zone, the field is condensed. It makes it that much harder to score. So please don't tell me that it, the game would have been different if number 11 was still in uniform or still playing for the team because that's not necessarily true. Uh, as I said a moment ago, there were wide open touchdowns a couple of times that were missed. The one that he went to Zay Jones on a long pass, the last interception he underthrew. He had Zay. He shouldn't have taken it. I wouldn't have taken it with a safety high anyways. And he's staring down the route even against a blitz. But he wanted to take a chance that he had success on against the Dolphins. That he had success on against the uh, the Ravens at the beginning of the year when they blitzed. They blew out all out blitz and played man coverage on the outside. But there was still a single high safety who was watching his eyes, and that's how they got to the jump on the interception. So I digress. Don't blame it on not having the number 11 on the field. It was the fact that Derek Carr was not accurate. He has to play better. He has to make better decisions. And let's not forget he had Darren Waller on a sluggle route wide open in the end zone and he overthrew him. So don't blame you know the fact that number 11 wasn't in there okay? Now we've got Deshaun Jackson it's probably going to take a little bit of time to, imp, uh, to get him an immediate impact into the offense or you know a long a, a longer effect in the offense but immediately you can plug him in and have him do a few things like Ruggs was doing the deep angle routes and the go routes which does not in the double routes which doesn't necessarily take a lot you know a lot of understanding of the offense you're basically doing a you have a, a number that, that isolates that route and it's called for it's a play that they try to get to you if it's, if it's open and, and and in return you know there's a possibility that once Deshaun Jackson gets in the open field he has he's nifty he was a putt returner kick returner throughout college and his early years in the league and he can still you know make shifty moves when he's out there in in the field so I think that the you know getting that opportunity at receiver in an inexpensive uh probably inexpensive contract and then pushing forward into the playoffs is going to do the Raiders good I like it And I think that's it. That's all I'm going to do on my riff today when it comes to Deshaun Jackson. I think he's going to be good. Look, I've had fun with you guys. This is Professor Kennedy, and thank you for joining us on The Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network.